On today's episode, we're going to talk about understanding yourself, information overload, and chicken fried steak. Let's go! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of The Blind Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Jonathan Grzbowski, and today I have with me Chino Lex. He is a serial entrepreneur featured for his work in mobile and marketing in Inc., Yahoo Finance, The Huffington Post, and Forbes. Over 50 of the apps Chino has worked on have hit Apple's top charts, resulting in millions of users. About 0.5% of new apps get to the top charts. He is lucky enough to say that he has a top, he has a top 1% app publishing track record. The app portfolio was acquired in 2016, and since then he's been helping others with all things mobile. He's currently working on several mobile products and projects that I'm sure we're going to get into today. The Seattle native, Chino, welcome to the show. <laughs> hey, man. Good to be here. Awesome, man. So before we begin the hard, heavy-hitting questions about your life and about how we can help others, we have to start with a icebreaker. So imagine you just had <laughs> the absolute best day of your life. Where are you going to eat and what are you ordering to make your day complete. Oh my God, I wanna, I wanna paint a picture of context for this question because I think it's really important that we all think about the best days of our lives because I think if you define that and you write it down and you, and you realize, at the end of it you'll realize that it's not really, it's not really too uh, um, unattainable. Like you'll probably say you, you'll get your favorite food, you'll see your brothers and sisters, hang out with your parents a little bit, see, see your significant other, uh, and then like that's the best day ever. And you can do that tomorrow or today. So, but to answer your question, what do I eat? Uh, I'm, I've traveled all over the world, but I'm such an American boy. I love chicken fried steak, like pizza and fried chicken. Like it's so bad for you. I eat it. I don't eat it that much, but when I do, I, I pick out. So are you, are you putting the pizza first and the chicken fried steak and then on top and <laughs> eating it all at once or like, I'm not, is... in a hurry. I'm not in a hurry. So it's like, I like to savor. savor right. I respect it. I respect yeah. that, man. I respect that completely. So without further ado, please tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you and what is your story? About myself. This is always a weird question. It's like, it's like a dating question, right? Uh, I, you I, you I could make, go on I a date if you stuff. like. You know, I, Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Depends on how intimate the conversation gets, right? Yeah, well, hopefully in a couple minutes. But um, right. <laughs> about myself. Well, I'm from, I live in Seattle. Uh, I make apps. I... I make other things as well. I try to make anything that comes to mind. I just try to make some some version of it, some V1 of it, whether it's just the designs, the wireframes, or like the product spec. I love just like taking this like potential energy that we all have and then creating it into something that's like physical that you can actually touch and feel. Uh, and but not touch and feel in terms of a physical sense, but uh, it could be like a digital product or um, something I want to make in the future, which could be a physical, a physical product as well. So yeah, taking stuff that you think about, making it, and um, yeah, I think that's, that's, it sums up what I like to do and what I'm good at. Now, are you, are you more on, you know, to those of you who may not know you and your background, obviously I know you have a, a, an amazing following of fa fans. Um, I don't know what that <laughs> <laughs> do, Are you more on the design side or the development side? Um, it's, there are more sides actually than just the two, but, um, design and product management and then growth. So like I think about what the product needs and then I decide how to get people to the product. Um, 
So essentially, I, I like make people make people pay attention. So of all the apps, you said you have fifty of uh, the apps, and they've uh, some of them hit uh, the the top charts. What are some of the most notable apps that we may have heard of that you've worked on and that you are proud to stand behind? Hmm. The funny thing is, like, <laughs> this is all right. So the apps that hit the top charts, none of them were apps that I was like particularly proud of. It's that, but the process behind it of like seeing what the market needs. Uh, it was is very science, less art, but seeing what the market needs, putting a product in front of that, and then monetizing from that was kind of how I built my living for the first couple of years of being an entrepreneur. But um, in terms of like apps I'm proud of, I guess if you've heard of Candy Crush Saga or like Clash of Clans or like Minecraft, I made a lot of the first game guides to that. Um, literally on Minecraft, literally on Minecraft, but like yeah, made the first game guides to uh, Clash of Clans, um, Candy Crush Saga, some other top uh, app games because they had a lot of them have like a paywall where it's like if you want to advance in the game you have to pay money um i didn't like the idea that much so i just packaged up some cheats sold it for like a dollar or two and then um the candy crush one hit like number 160 on the whole store paid um that's all on my website tunelx.com of the of the apps i've worked on but yeah no, that's awesome. And so, you know, these these guys, these hacks. I mean, I'm I'm a gamer. I'm sure you know you are too. Um, you know, what were what were some of the early uh, like? Have you always been this type of guy that has been trying to help other people hack the game in order to make themselves become more successful at playing it? No, I just uh, I saw an opportunity. I took it. Like, <laughs> I wish there was a more noble answer, but um, no, I just I just saw the huge demand in the game, so I figured. There are people who don't want to pay money to advance. Yeah. So, so I'm I'm working on an, an app, right? And I'm trying to get it more uh, more users, more people interested in what it is I'm trying to do. Yeah. What are some ways that have worked for you, and what can we take from from those lessons? So, the way to get it in front of the most people is like get it in front of the people who want you, who like you, right? And the way I did that was like putting. The, the apps I was working on in, um, in front of people who are already searching for it. And this is called App Store Optimization. This is kind of like SEO. Do you know what that is? It's, it's, it's that for, for the App Store. I think there's a version of that for every platform out there. So it's like if, you, if, you're, if you're trying to grow a social media post, right, it's about donuts. If you hashtag donuts and hashtag you know, donut shops that are relevant to that donut, then you'll get people who t- you'll get people seeing that social media post who like it. Same with the app store. So if like if I'm making an app about um, uh, like like uh, I don't know, name a subject. Uh, sports. Sports, right? So if, if I let's let's take that that's kind of broad. Let's take it down to like basketball. Um, if I, if I if I can find that the search term like Carmelo Anthony has like a high popularity or or low volume of searches. I, I might want to use that search term in what's called my app store metadata. These are my keywords and my title. Um, and yeah, so I, I was really good at identifying what keywords uh, were like low competition and high popularity and then put, putting those keywords in my metadata and having a, a good product to back that, that, that traffic. To, to capture that traffic essentially. So let's try and um, get into your method of madness for a little bit. Um, you you mentioned a really good point. Obviously, uh, hope the SEO. If you can kind of just like briefly just describe it to those of you, the people who may not have absolutely no idea. Um, and then after you define that, if you could, 
uh, you know, tell us some ways that we can find some low, low bearing fruit and keyword optimization and how can we implement it into the app or website or whatever it is that we're trying to get, uh, get more recognition for. Okay. So as just to be clear, SEO and ASO are two different things. The only, re- the only reason I mentioned, I mentioned, uh, SEO is cause it's like a parallel to ASO. Right. And so what SEO is to those who don't know is, um, it's the reason why when you type in credit card, Visa and MasterCard are like number one and number two. It's because uh, it's it's search engine optimization is getting your website or search result to the top of Google search rankings. Um, and and ASO would be yeah. would be ASO, which would be the App Store equivalent to that. Got it. I, I like App Store search rankings. So, what are some ways that we can that we can actually take and find and, and get the information that we need uh, in the metadata, and then how can we translate that into the keyword optimization in order to get our app higher up in, within the app store? You said that you yep. found low bearing fruit, but how are you able to accomplish that and, and research that? So now there's a better tool that's uh, actually first party. So I had a tool that was built that was third party data, but there's actually a tool that's first party data now, which is way better than when I started making apps. It's called Search Ads. It's by Apple. So it's like what I would do now if to anybody making an app is just type in the, the term that you're looking for. Or like, so the subject that your app is about and see the popularity on, that's given to you on, on search ads. And, but then check the app store on your phone to see how many search results come up. So for example, if it's, you know, if it's soccer, there might be a giant popularity, but there are 30,000 apps that, that are you know, they have soccer in the metadata. That may not be a good keyword. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, like, so finding the ones that are not that competitive, but have that high search traffic is just the name of the game. Yeah. So you yeah. have these apps, you're creating them. The app is officially live in the app store. Um, how much, how important is it that you, what you do previously to launch that app and how much of it is after the app is released, do you get the most, uh, amount of traffic within the app store? Mm, I think, I mean, I've never done like a, a preemptive PR social media or influencer marketing or email marketing kind of, or any kind of marketing campaign. Um, it just goes back to the thesis of like, go to where people want you. And so, cause if, cause think about, I think about marketing this way. It's like, if you, if you market something like a vessel that's irrelevant to the platform it lives on. So again, if you market something that's irrelevant, to, irrelevant to the vessel it lives on. So for example, if you're trying to market an app on Facebook or a, or a, you know, um, a, a travel package through email or, or whatever it is. When, because if you think about Facebook, when you're on Facebook, you're not trying to download an app, you're not trying to buy anything, you're just, you know, you're just on Facebook looking at news or scrolling through friends' stuff. Um, that's why I wanted to focus on the on platform first. So like on the App Store, when you're searching around and browsing around the App Store, there's only one thing you can do: download an app. So that's why I decided to like focus my efforts there first, and that's the the framework or mindset I want to take with anything I do in the future. So for example, if if I wanted to market a, say like like a, a YouTube a YouTube show, I'd do YouTube ads or I I you know cross promote my video on other people's channel on YouTube. I wouldn't go build an email list and send them my YouTube video because when people are checking email, they're not trying to watch a YouTube video. So yeah, to answer your question, I never did any like pre-launch type stuff. I just figured out how to get in front of people who wanted me 
on the platform that they were consuming my thing. In this case, my app. Make sense? Makes complete sense. Um, I, I, I'm, I want to just try and get into the mindset of like how we can take some techniques that you've used mm. in order to in order to get to what it is that we want, which is inevitably more users. So, you know, in, in your bio, it states that you, you're able to obtain millions of, of users on all of these apps. What, what is your what is the secret sauce? I mean, without giving up too much information, um, but what can you give to us that we can then you know, use within our systems and platforms and procedures and processes, et cetera? Yeah, I wish it was, I wish it was more convoluted, but it's, it's really simple. It's like, um, get people and get your app in front of people who are searching for things related to your app. Uh, and that can be done with, with, uh, yeah, again, ASO it's, yeah, it's, it's, I wish there was like more of a, a hack answer, but it's really, it's really simple because, and, and Apple report this too. It's like 65% of all apps are, are discovered through search. And when you think of search intent, if you search for something, um, and the thing and something completely relevant comes up, you'll download that thing mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, the intent on other platforms, again, like email marketing or, or social media marketing. It's like your intent is not to download an app. So like, mm-hmm. that's why the conversion rates are so low. No, right. Yeah. And that makes sense. Now you said that you meant, uh, that you're working on multiple things right now. Um, what are some of the things that if you don't mind ask, uh, talking to us about, what are some of the things that you're working on and where, where do you foresee them going in the future? The things that I'm working on are the things that I know, none of the smartest people are working on. So like, I'm pretty sure like the Harvard, MIT, Stanford kids are like in the lab working on, you know, some machine learning, natural, you know, NLP stuff, AI stuff. It's like, whatever, that's so niche right now. I'm sure that'll be like the future. Some, some of that stuff might be the future, but it's, but there'll be like a very, very, very small minority of winners, but there's so much opportunity right now that it's, it's crazy. So like I'm working on things that are, I mean, there's, they're, they're private right now because they're so boring and kind of easy to do that. I just want to, you know, I just want to, I want to reap the benefits to be honest. But, um, yeah, some of uh, to be vague, it's like some of them are in enterprise, uh, enterprise apps as well as one of them is a, it's, well, I can talk about this one. It's a, it's a creative, a content creation tool that like, um, helps you get more mileage out of your content. I know that's vague too, but yeah, I guess you'll, you'll see them when they're out. Yeah, no, and we're excited to yeah. find out uh, you know, when, when they're launched and we could all download it and, and things of that nature. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, when it comes to entrepreneurship, something that uh, you've been doing quite a bit uh, as being in this entrepreneurship community, have you always been an entrepreneur? Um, has that always been uh, like your MO? It's always been like a a, re- um, a retrospective type thing. Like, you know, like when you – um, when you look back, you're like, oh, I guess I kind of was an entrepreneur in that sense. But like, yeah, when I was when I was like nine, I, I as soon as the snow hit, uh, I, I grew up in Spokane, Washington, which is about forty four hours, four and a half hours east of Seattle, and like it snowed a ton. And so as soon as the snowfall hit, I was there with my shovel, like bright and early. I had all the other kids like knocking on doors, like saying, hey, can I can I shovel your driveway? And the same thing happened in the summer. It's like can, as soon as the the grass started growing. I was at, I was door to door saying, "Hey, can I can I mow your lawn?" So I guess like that's kind of where it started. And then like, around like 12 or 13, I begged my mom to use her 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 PayPal account, her eBay account, uh, to sell stuff. So I'd go I'd go around yard sales, like buy stuff that I thought like sneakers or or toys or anything like that, that I thought was cool, and I just flip on eBay on eBay. So like, so to answer your question, maybe yes, I 
I've, I've always been that way, but I don't like walk around saying like, hey, I'm, my name's Sheena, I'm an entrepreneur. I don't do that shit. It's like, it's just more natural. It's like, I, I just make stuff and they, and they happen to have market value. You right. know? No, totally. Yeah. You're, you seem, it sounds like you're a very simple man. Uh, you should see my apartment. I have like, I have nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It, and I that's play. on purpose, right? Oh yeah. No. Huh. And you know, I, I guess my, my next logical uh, question would be is like, well, there's got to be something going on in it that's making you, you know, you are the, the, the way that you are. So are there any particular habits that have helped you become more efficient throughout your day? Actually, yeah. And this is the first time I've ever talking about this. I ignore a lot of stuff. Like I deleted this is this happened. I think this habit formed about six to eight months ago. I deleted Messenger. I deleted all the other messaging apps that I had. I deleted Snapchat. And now the only way people can get to me is phone number, email, because I know those two won't go away. Like, and I, I just I, I'm completely unsubscribed to to TechCrunch, Mashable, Fast Company, whatever, because it's all I mean it's all just noise. I mean, no offense to those publications. I mean, they they offer great value to people. But for me, it just seems like noise, just distractions, right? It's, for example, uh, in 2013, 2014, people were like freaking out about mobile payments and how they, they were going to destroy credit cards because of Apple Pay, Google Pay, whatever. And, and I have, I'm carrying credit cards right now. I, think, I don't think I'll ever get rid of them. So it's a lot of the, you have to understand all these media outlets, even the ones I've been published in uh, or featured in, they have some kind of marketing intent. And the way that those companies make money is clicks and, and views, eyeballs and ears. So like, is the substance there? Maybe not. But however, to contrast, I do read a lot. Um, and I do listen to podcasts a lot. Um, the reason is, the reason why I, would, I read a lot is because those books have to go through, those are physical books. You cannot edit. There's no V2, V1.2. Um, so you, those, those go through many hands of editing to make sure the content's good and that's right, or that it just has some legs. And I like that. It's like slow, slow, deliberate thinking. And in terms of podcasts, the way I see it is like, we are so fucking ungrateful, man. If, if, if yesterday I heard an interview with Steve Ballmer, like 10 years ago, if, if, if I told, or 20 years ago, if, if someone told my dad, like, hey, Steve Ballmer is speaking today and you can hear the whole thing. Like he'd he'd fly across town, you know. Like uh, he'd fly across the state to to from Spokane to Seattle to see him speak. But I get him every day in these podcasts, and these things are, are these things aren't just knowledge or wisdom. They're, they're 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 it's information applied. And right now, um, information and I'd say information is commoditized or, or just distributed equally because of the internet. But wisdom that's the, that's the, that's that's where the nuggets are, you know. Mm. And that's where it's not something that's that's um, that's so that's so common because you can't uh, yeah so it's so it's very important to get wisdom as much as you can especially as a young person no and and that is very interesting that you say I never thought of it that way I never heard it that way of saying uh, you know these books are something like version one two three and even <clears throat> ten point oh um, whereas articles and things like that is just like somebody's random thoughts that they you know were probably thinking about when they were taking a crap early in the morning. Um, I now, mean, it's so some funny. Some of it's it like, is good, but yeah, especially in the, in the, in today's marketing world, it's, it's, 
content isn't content anymore. It's it's content plus uh, at the end of the article. By the way, check out this website or this service or our service. Mm-hmm. It's there's there's you there's, can't say that that that's pure because it has a a conflict of interest between the person writing it and the person reading it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, whereas people who aren't selling you anything, they're just telling you things that they need to say or how it is. Make yeah. sense? Yep. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Are there any uh, books or are there any podcasts that you're really into right now? Are there any people that we should be looking out for and listening to in order for us to just learn more about life, business, et cetera? So podcasts, uh, I've been listening to, uh, I think three to four. Uh, so business insiders, success, how I did it. Um, Tim Ferriss is the uh, Tim Ferriss show. Um, it's called, this one's kind of smaller. It's called Dorm Room Tycoon um, and the Founder Podcast. And probably those four. And yeah, I just, I set up my filters in a way, my, my mental filters in a way where it's like I only listen to people who have, this is kind of bougie, who have like created a billion dollars worth of, worth of market value or more. Because um, if you kind of, because it, it's kind of, again, it's bougie, but like if you listen to the guy who's, who has like a million dollar business, like, if you miss the mark, you're going to end up at like, you know, 10% of that. But if you, you know, if you listen to the guy who's built a billion dollar business, like those values are probably worth more because he's put them into practice mm. and it resulted in a huge and huge market, um, uh, uh, market value. But, and for books, I'd recommend, um, they're all, a lot of them are, are mindset, man. It's, it's less tactical, more mindset because we're humans and like the way we've evolved is, to kind of mind fuck ourselves out of trying anything new, mm-hmm. uh, it's a, it's a biological biological thing. But as as of late, Sapiens, I forgot who the author is, but that one's really good. Um, it, it just talks about our framework of framework of, of being of, of being us, like biologically, socially, stuff like that. Um, uh, oh, Mindset by Carol Dweck, that's a really good one. It talks about like a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. And the obstacle is the way by Ryan Holiday. It it it, it sells so like stoicism as like a, a a a essential tool for survival in in life, in business, in school, relationships, all that. So I'd say those three. Yeah, I've been hearing a lot about Ryan Holiday recently. Uh, he he's come up with a number numerous of books that people are just all all about. So definitely yeah. would second the recommendation of of, of that book. Um, and him in general. Um, are there any particular um, entrepreneurs or, or you said billionaires? Are there anybody that, you know, being a Seattle a Seattle boy right now, you know, you got Jeff Bezos who was <laughs> yeah. who was the number one guy for like six hours, and now he's not the number one guy just due to the uh-huh. uh, the Amazon earnings. But you know, are there <laughs> other people that that you like watch or listen to that you that you take from to gain knowledge? I mean, I wouldn't. I think everyone has their has their Elon Musk or whatever, but I don't. It's like, it's really, I, I, I get value from, I love mixing. Like I love, look, I love, I love DJ Khaled because he mixes different vibes from different artists. I love Mexican food because Pico de Gallo tastes good with the beef and the beef tastes good with the sauce and everything. And I, I love Indian food because the vindaloo tastes good with the rice, tastes good with the, the chutney. You see what I'm saying? I like mixing. Mm. So, yeah, there's not one like um, central hub of my. No, that's a good analogy though. 
<laughs> really good analogy. I, I I can totally see your your frame of your frame of mind, your frame of reference. And do you feel as if that like you were always this way? Were you always that mixing thing, or do you think that you really grown into who you are because of your entrepreneurship career? Hmm. Again, it's like it's like it's, I had to like look back, but in terms of mixing, yeah. Like I had like so I grew up in Spokane, Washington, where the where it's ninety. When I was there, it was like ninety-seven percent white, and now it's like ninety-five percent white. So like, woohoo, diversity! But like, it's uh, yeah, I had like Mormon friends and Mexican friends and black friends and white friends, and sports friends and artsy friends and and stoner friends and yeah. So like, the mixing was always there, but uh, I would yeah, I wouldn't say it was because of the entrepreneurship. I just I kind of use it now. It's kind of in my in my back pocket. Um, but I, yeah, I, I value that going forward for sure. Yeah. No, that's good. Now, uh, resources that you use every single day. You said podcasting is something that's really important to you. Books. Are there any other forms of tech that you just can't live without? Oh, actually, yeah. So, like, what's funny is, like, so I, I love solving my own problem. And um, I was going to work on an email management app. But then I found this great service that just, like, solved all my problems. So I stopped working on the, on the email management app. I'm like, okay, something exists that really solves my problem. So I don't need to work on this anymore. And it's called um, Sangbox. And it's like 10 bucks a month, but it's so much value because it, if you value an hour of your time more than $10 and it's worth it to you, like it, it just separates all the crap from messages from people, uh, those go to your inbox. And then there are two boxes I really like, sane boxes I really like, sane later and sane, sane news. These are like notifications, newsletters, automate, automated messages. Um, those go there. And as soon as I use it, I I must spend like 80% less time on email. I really fucking love it. I remember, because I remember a period of time where I downloaded a bunch of apps because I had this big problem of email. Um, and it didn't quite hit the mark. But as soon as I got Sanebox, I'm like, damn, my my day is so much more free and I can focus on thinking about what I want to think about instead in, of like deleting these emails. In but, um, Sanebox? So S-A-N-E? Yeah. S-A-N-E uh, box. Uh, if you can spell box. But... uh. <laughs> So I think another great tool is um, it all revolves it all revolves around email really. Uh, it's called Spark. It's an iOS app. It it um, it has things like snooze and it it, it it separates your inbox into like new messages, red messages, like notifications. Like it just it just puts you in a different mindset because so for if you use Apple Mail or you know the Apple Mail app. It just clumps it all into one, so you're like playing ping pong. You're like, oh, that's important, delete that. That's important, delete that, snooze that. It's like, it's not a good workflow. Mm. But this, it's like, it's at a glance, I can see what's important. Mm. And then if, not, if, not, if something in there is pertinent, then I'll get back to my day. Yeah, so, no, that's interesting. So Spark, Sandbox, um, tools, tools, tools. Um, yeah, I mean, that's about it. Overcast, Overcast is, the, is a podcasting app. It's, uh, I love it because you can speed up the audio mm -hmm. and it, so it allows you to take in more information in like a, a, a you know, a, a small amount of time. And it has this thing called, it's like smart, smart pause or something like that, where it takes out the pauses in people's cadence. So for example, it's like, it's like, Hey, Jonathan, or it'll take out that little pause. Right, you know? right, right, right. No, those are good. Those are good. Um, those are good resources, and we're definitely going to add them into the show notes so other people can use them as well. Um, my my last major question is: the blind entrepreneur. This podcast was created for individuals 
who may be temporarily blind in business. Maybe they yeah. may not be able to see the obvious. They, they create an app, but they don't know how to get it to the next level, right? Um, yeah. So what are three pieces of advice that you would give to a fellow entrepreneur? Man, I'm not much of an advice giver, but I'll just talk about experiences that I had. How about that? Um, one, you got to know when to quit because, and there's a framework to this. Um, and the framework that I use is that is the best case scenario as in like, you're the best in the world, like worth it. And this, this reminds me of, so, uh, my first two years of being an entrepreneur, I was making these apps and they're doing great six figures, whatever. And I, I kind of put that on the side to work on this music app, this music discovery app. And like I was about like a year and a half in, met like a bunch of cool people, like musicians, famous people, whatever. But I realized that even in the best case, like if I, if we beat, you know, say like Shazam for like the number one music discovery app, like they're not profitable. And even if we beat like an indirect competitor, like a Spotify or a Pandora or even a SoundCloud for that niche of music discovery, they're not profitable. So like, in that, like, sure, it was fun to say, like, I had a music app and that we had, like, hundreds of thousands of users, but, what, you know, with, in the best case, would the business be fun? No, it's because we have to pay a lot of our revenues out to the rights holders. So, yeah, like, so number one, no one to quit. Oh, one more thing I forgot to add is, like, so the A, one A was if, if the best case kind of just isn't that good, it probably isn't worth it. And the one B is, if you're not having fun anymore, it's like if there's not if there's not momentum, like Newton's second law, right? Like whatever is in motion will stay in motion. It just feels good to see things like go up a little bit and like you putting more effort and then going up a little bit more. That's fun. So if it's not bringing you any, but if that doesn't happen and doesn't bring you any, any enjoyment anymore, like why are you doing it? Like like there are infinite amount of options. So that would be the first thing. Like no one to quit. And because I think we're told by society, um, you know, never give up. And that information is so old and so outdated because mm-hmm. it's like there are a lot of things that's not worth it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, There's so many of that yeah. happening right now, especially with like the the Ty Lopez, Gary V's of the world, where you know they're they're always saying like don't quit, don't do that, yeah, keep doing it. So you're saying that there's so much of that. Oh, I'm gonna cut you off. Sorry, I got I got really excited. So number two is don't get motivated. Mm-hmm. So like, do you have a girlfriend? Are you married? Are you like, do you have a significant other? Yes. Okay. Girlfriend, what if yeah, okay, what if every morning you're like, oh, I have to watch some YouTube videos to love this woman. I gotta, I gotta get motivated. I gotta, you know, like I gotta watch some Tony Robbins to get my soul right to love this woman. Like that is bullshit. No one in the NBA in the NBA Finals is in that locker room watching motivational mm-hmm. videos. You know why? Because they're they're fucking intrinsically motivated. Mm-hmm. People who have to like watch these fucking videos at 7 a.m. to get them to 8 a.m. It, you to shut the fuck up. Like, like, stop doing what you're doing. Then, like, like, no one has to motivate you to do what you want to do. And if, and if you do have to get motivated, like, then you ask yourself, do you really want to do it? Like, if if someone has to convince me to eat chicken fried steak, I'm not gonna eat that fucking thing. I love that stuff, so I'm just gonna go get it. Like, yeah. So, like, number one, no one to quit. Number two, don't get motivated. Like, you don't need to get motivated. It's like I, I, I'm so astonished that. That the, the idea of motivation is so attached and married and bind and glued to the idea of success. No one ever motivated Jimi Hendrix to play guitar. No one ever motivated 
Mark Zuckerberg to make the first version of Facebook. Like it was all intrinsic, not this, not this noise, not this, you know, it's, and so for number three, it's, um, oh yeah, I'd say number three would be subtract. Hmm. Like I think the biggest motive, the biggest uh, motivation, uh, the biggest, uh, <laughs> Don't um, contradict yourself. <laughs> I know, I know. The biggest benefit to my life in the past two, three years has been I've, I've taken away a lot of stuff. I used to be a guy who had like 20 pairs of shoes, like a bunch of clothes, whatever. Now I wear black, white, navy blue, um, which I'm wearing right now. You can't see me all. But um, I like, like simplify things. It's just it – just, your brain only has 120 bits worth of like attention. And if you, if you diversify that, those bits into things that don't matter – you're just kind of wasting your, 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 your brain power. So take away things, man. I'm not telling you to like, uh, you know, take away, take, take away things in all senses. So like, I, I don't really hang out with as many people as I used to. I do not consume content or, or um, learning materials from as many sources as I, as I used to. I definitely don't check email as much as I used to. Um, yeah, I don't, I was, is, is, many things as I used to like subtracting is just so much weight off your shoulders and it, it just makes everything else easier. Mm. It makes you, it makes you focus on things that you kind of have to focus on instead of things that are trivial and important. I'm so yes, yeah. I'm going to play devil's advocate for a second and say, you know, you, you did block all of these things out, your ability to, you know, learn, not entirely learn, but kind of in your own space. Do you think that, that, can negatively hurt someone and how come it makes you successful? Sure. I mean, there are takeaways. I mean, there, there are, uh, what's it called? There are pushes and pulls to everything, right? It's like, there's no perfect system. But the reason why it works for me is because I have so many ideas and that if I don't get information to advance those ideas, then I just see it as waste. Mm. See what I'm saying? So like if, if I'm in my own little world of like, uh, if I'm in my own little world, um, I pop up for air every, every once in a while. That gives me enough for, you know, like a month or so. But I, I'm not like every day because I know some people's habits. Are like every day, I'm gonna read these publications. I'm gonna read this much news, and then I'm gonna go about about my day. I think it's just distracting. And half the news is like pretty ne- negative anyway. Like, and things you can't really control. But it gets news station or the news. Uh, outlet clicks so like they they publish it yeah no, i i think the theme of what you just said is like i and the theme of this conversation is you, you truly understand who you are as a human being you understand what you're good at what you're not good at and what you need to get better at i mean would that would you say that that's like a, you understand yourself pretty well i don't think i'll, I'll ever fully understand myself mm-hmm. otherwise like life would be just too fucking easy like you know, like life is a—it's a struggle. It's a—it's a story, and in every good story, there's always challenge. There's always struggles. So I think if if I fully understood everything about myself and I was fully confident in everything I was doing, then like life would be too easy and it'd get boring. But no, I'd, I'd say I'm 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 on the way. I'm I'm you know I'm, I'm making progress. I'm I've made pro- progress so far, but I'm not. I wouldn't say I fully understand myself. Okay, well stated. Yeah. Well. Uh, Chino, you successfully completed the podcast, my friend. Congratulations <laughs> to you. Uh, Where's with, my hundred bucks? You said you give me a hundred bucks. The hundred dollars was in the mail, obviously. Okay. Uh, It'll be let, cash. Let me let me know. It'll be Bitcoin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
And with, without further ado, please, you know, go right ahead and look directly in the camera. Tell people how they can be a part of your uh, your process, your your journey, and your mission. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Chino Makes C H I N O M A K E S, or you can shoot me an email at chino at chinolex.com or browse my website at chinolex.com. And I'm selling timeshare too, so check that out too. Totally joking, not selling a timeshare, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Cool. Good stuff, man. Well, again, thank you so much. Congratulations to all of your success. Uh, to those of you guys who are still uh, watching and listening, thank you guys for always liking, commenting, and subscribing. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on YouTube. Uh, also, head over to theblindentrepreneur.com for more interviews. Chino, without, uh, thank you so much again. Until next time, everyone, have a great rest of your day and an even better tomorrow. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for watching this video. Don't forget to follow me on any and all social media platforms using the long last name above, followed by the letter J. If you want to get lost into the dark abyss of YouTube, click either left or right for another video. And finally, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. No, seriously, don't forget.